Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Hey, Flyover family, it is a crazy time in our world right now. You look at any of the spheres of influence, and it's like, oh my gosh, we need help, God. We are in a place where man cannot fix this. We need help. And I cannot think of a better person today uh, to talk about kind of what's going on in our economy, what's going on in our finances, than the author of this book, The Great Reset Versus The Great Reawakening, someone that started something called Time to Free America and The Thrive Time Show, and he's also the founder of Reawaken. Um, events that are happening all across the United States. Welcome to the show, Clay Clark. Yay! Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I I want to tell you, um, this weekend, you did a phenomenal job emceeing uh, this wonderful event you did with Amanda Grace and Marty Grisham. And um, I think God wants to use everybody for this time and this season. And so, you know, everybody out there, if you're listening today, whether you're an MC or a podcast host or a researcher or whatever, God wants to use everybody for this time. And yes, uh, my, yes. my, gift or skill set is I just keep my head down and do my research and stay focused. And so that's what I do. And so if you want to know facts about what's going on, uh, I'm here to serve in that capacity. And that's what the Reawaken Tour really is all about, is to provide people with the information about what's actually happening. Not not my theory, not my guess, not my assumption, but actually what's happening. And now that we have Eric Trump and, and Alina Haba, President Trump's chief attorney. Um, you have Peter Navarro, Cash Patel, General Flynn. Now, what's happening is you are, you're hearing directly from the people that work with President Trump on a daily basis. And I hope that I can communicate with the same level of, of accuracy that, that Eric Trump communicates about the Trump situation. I hope I can communicate about BRICS and CBDCs and these sorts of things from an accurate, well-researched perspective. So I encourage everybody to uh, get a pen and a pad and uh, assume what I'm saying is not true and look it up yourself. Man, that is really a great point, Clay. You are somebody that studies. You don't go by, oh, I don't, not sure about this information. You only go by things you can prove that are fact. And you spend time, I mean, you get up at three o'clock in the morning, uh, you study several hours a day, six days a week, you know, and trying to figure out where are we in this country? What can we do to help to get ourselves out of this situation? And then you share this information with people. And uh, I can't think of a better person to talk about where we are as a country, especially financially, than yourself. I mean, you're somebody that owns a percentage of 160 businesses. You help business owners. In fact, that's why you even started, um, you know, sharing information about PCR tests and what was going on there because you were dealing with businesses being shut down, not being able to open their doors. So talk a little bit about that, why you started it, and then kind of a little bit about your research time. Well, um, you know, God um, picks people and everybody listening, God's calling you. And I don't know in how God's calling you, but let's give you an example, kind of a shallow example. But, you know, I'm the kind of guy that yesterday I was walking into a store and the wind was blowing. And it was about five miles from my house. It's a gas station called Come and Go. I should have gone to a quick trip, but I went to a Come and Go because <laughs> it was close to my house. And the wind was really going. Okay. And the wind was going. And so I opened the door for the lady who was trying to get in. I'm not saying that to praise myself. I'm just saying that's, I feel like God wanted me to open the door. And it might be just a little task, like open the door for the lady in the super windy situation. And I don't, I don't say I had to open the door. I don't know that I necessarily wanted to open the door, but I felt God was telling me to open the door. That's what I did. Um, another example is my father-in-law last night. We were watching uh, movies, or not a movie, but a, a presentation from uh, Pastor Steve Chocolanti and Pastor Phil Hudson Pillar and others, because 
He wanted to know what's going on with the Great Reset, he being my father-in-law. Now, I suppose I didn't have to do it. I suppose I could have just sent him a link and said, watch this. But instead, we made the time to, to do that. And I feel like that God is calling everybody out there to do something. And um, for me, um, I am of action-oriented person. So good or bad, we were just talking about your, your incredible husband and, and uh, son hunting. I don't do well with hunting because a lot of hunting involves you waiting <laughs> quietly and looking for the deer to emerge and then you shoot it. And I don't enjoy that. So I would do it if I had to, but being in the woods in a coat, waiting for a deer would bother me. <laughs> I can't um, see you out there. And golfing bothers me, you know, golfing bothers me. Um, so just things that are not very action oriented. So when I saw the lockdowns were happening, I thought, you know what I'm going to do is I'll meet with the governor, the mayor, the Congress, the Senate, all the lawyers, all the doctors, meet them all and just boom. So like within a week, I did the amount of meetings that most people would do in a year. And I and because I'm not an idiot, I decided to bring somebody. The Bible tells you to do this, by the way. If you catch somebody in error doing something that is sinful, perpetuating a lie, etc., you should bring someone with you um, so that some there's accountability there. I brought people with me to meet these people and I explained them very succinctly. The models that said 2.2 million people would die from COVID, they were false, and they were funded by Bill Gates, and the guy, Neil Ferguson, who makes them is always wrong. Second, the PCR test, the polymerase chain reaction test, those tests are can be falsely uh, calibrated or inflated to, uh, to to inflate the number of positive cases. They can, mis they can be misused, and we know this because Kerry Mullis, the founder of the test, has said so. Three. Is COVID is treatable with uh, at that point hydroxychloroquine? How do I know this? It's on the NIH website before the lockdown. The system and method for testing for COVID was patented in 2015. How do I know it? Here's the patent. Show it to him. And by the way, there's this Bill Gates patent out there uh, called W0202006006 for uh, a cryptocurrency using body activity that uh, basically if it goes under the skin, they win. It tracks who buys and sells. You might have seen that in Revelation chapter 13, verse 16 through 18. So, you know, I meet these people. I present them with facts, and I try to make sure my presentation is less than five minutes long so I can make time for questions. And uh, every time, every time, with just a couple exceptions, but very rare, they would go, yeah, I agree. I agree with the information presented. In. They always say like flattering statements like, "Way hey, hats off to you and your research. Good job. Way to do the research. Wow, you you research. Ooh, you, you know. And then I go, I, I, I'm not looking for a, a cookie for an award, for a photo, for, I'm not looking for any of that. I just want you as the mayor, as the governor, as the whatever, to stop any language or narrative or any momentum about lockdowns, quarantines, curfews, mandates. And the mayor of Broken Arrow, uh, Oklahoma, which Broken Arrow is a, a suburb of about 100,000 people, maybe more than that, just outside of Tulsa. The mayor of Broken Arrow, who is a longtime client of mine, he said, I won't do a lockdown. I'm going, all right. Wow. So, Arrow, Oklahoma was the only suburb or city not locked down. So when the lockdowns happened, um, Broken Arrow was booming. The restaurants were booming. The retail was booming because everybody who wanted to go out to dinner had to go to Broken Arrow. I mean, there was lines around the door during the peak of the pandemic. The sales tax was mad because, you know, you had nine out of 10 people lived in a suburb that was locked down. So everybody just went to Broken Arrow. And nobody died and nobody was dying from COVID. And, you know, but yeah, it's only, I think out of 50 leaders I met, one actually took action. Wow. And that's just how I, I work. So I told my wife, if they 
keep with a lot they, they do a lockdown, you know, I'm just going to sue the mayor of Tulsa and turn my building into a church. So that's what I did. Um, and so now if you go to rumble.com and you search for remnant church, I'm not the pastor, pastor Leon preaches, but we usually will stream to about 20,000 people every Thursday. It's the craziest thing ever because there'll be like 75 people that are here in person. Then you'll have 20,000 people that are streaming. That's amazing. Their churches are closed. And so that's what I was doing. Um, and I just felt like, you know, it, this is going to end our freedoms as a culture. And so I should probably try to stop it. So that's what I've been doing um, now since, since the beginning time, of the pandemic. So you were interviewed. I've seen it. I, I think yeah. it was CNN, like, like early 2020, like spring of even 2020. The, yeah, you're right. Even before the pandemic. And so, you know, and, and again, I, I'm, I'm a fact person. So this bothers a lot of people. So I'll give you an example. Um, the event you guys were at this weekend, it was, you had it, you guys, Amanda Grace was there. You were there. Marty was there. And there's a, a guy who came up to me and he was loving the event. He's loving the presentations. He was loving Amanda, loving Marty, loving your presentation. And he says to me, what do you think is going to happen? You know, with the, the dollar, like, what do you think? And I, this is like in between, there were some breaks in between the mm-hmm. praise and worship and healing and teaching. And I said, um, what I think doesn't matter, but it's a statement of fact on January 1st, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they're all uh, teaming up together and they're adding on six more nations. So it'll be the BRICS 11 and they are officially adding those 11 nations on January 1st of 2024, which means that in 2024, there'll now be more nations that or, or a larger percentage, more of the oil and gas in our world um, will be controlled by tyrannical dictatorships than the free market. It's a tipping point. So mm-hmm. um, it's more. So that's what's going to happen. And he goes, so is our money going to be worth less or what has it will be actually worth less completely mm-hmm. in the eyes of those countries? So that's that's what's happening here. Uh, and then his reaction was pretty funny because he didn't like it. And he was like, so you're trying to tell me that God doesn't win? I said, no, no. Revelation chapter 6, verse 5 through 6 says that hyperinflation will happen before the return of Christ. It's in there. Revelation chapter 6, verse 5 through 6. And he's, what? So I just want to encourage everybody. Um, everything we talk about today, it's all in the mm-hmm. Bible. Uh, you know. And so th- but this guy, I think he thought that I was going to tell him what he wanted to hear. Mm. And he's not a bad guy. I, I mean, I don't overestimate his knowledge of what I do or what I don't do. It, it, it was just, the event just happened to be in my building, and he recognized my face. So he's asking me. So he probably doesn't listen to my show. He probably doesn't talk about bricks. And so he just wanted to know, and I gave him the facts. Well, you know, you guys were there for two days. So at the end of day one, I didn't hear from him again. I thought, well, this guy probably is not too happy with me. <laughs> now, day two, he came up to me. He's like, I thought about it all night. And I looked up everything you said, and what you said, it ended up being true. And I, I, I apologize for the way I reacted. And I said, well, you know, there's a lot of conversation about don't kill the messenger. And it's typically because people don't want mm-hmm. what I'm saying to be true. Now, reverse that in business. I'm very good at growing businesses because I can cut through the crap and introduce you to what I call the core repeatable actionable processes. So what I will cut through the, the, the crap and get mm-hmm. you to the real crap. And so as an example, I was talking to a guy today, true story. He has an accounting practice. And the only thing you have to do to grow an accounting practice, if you have an accounting practice, by the way, I'll walk you through. There's only five things you have to do. And this is it. Step one, you got to have your website optimized 
to be uh, what's it called canonically compliant or Google compliant. It has to check the boxes. And I've written books about it. You can download them for free at uh, thrivetimeshow.com forward slash uh, free resources. So thrivetimeshow.com forward slash free resources. So you got to optimize your website. Okay. Step two, you got to have the most reviews from actual customers. You got to gather objective reviews. Step three, you have to have the most original HTML content. And step four, you have to have the most mobile compliance. And this guy said he hired a new person to work for this, him, this accountant, who I've worked with for years. And his new employee wants the website to look more like this particular way. And I said, I love that that's what they want it to look like, but it has to be search engine compliant because that's what makes the website rank. And currently, if you type in the name of the city and the word CPAs, you come up top, not because you're a good guy and not because I like you. You come up top because you're adhering to the, the rules of what's been proven to work. But he's got this new person who just graduated from college who wants their website to look <laughs> like a top 40 pop music band. And I said, that's great. But the top 40 music band isn't trying to be top of the Google search results. They are a top 40 band. And if I threw out their name, all your listeners would know the name of the band. So what you're saying is wrong. And it bothers people because the young guy's going, what do you mean I'm wrong? I'm going, um, 100% wrong. Like, uh, right <laughs> is over here. You're wrong. wrong over there. Uh, if up is correct, then you're, you're down. If you're you know, black and white, if black is right, white is wrong or you know you're you're 100 wrong and he couldn't handle it and i'll tell you why because as a culture we've introduced this thing called secular humanism and mm -hmm. it's where feelings are now the ultimate authority so regardless of how i feel and you feel and we feel um i have apple trees which i showed you and they're producing about one apple all four trees teamed up to produce about one apple a week and then during peak season, a little bit more. And that's because they're two and a half year old trees. Mm -hmm. So I'm bringing in 47 new trees. And, you know, by the time they get to about age three, age four, the trees really start producing a lot of fruit. And it's not because I'm a negative guy. It's because if you buy a fruit tree, an apple tree in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you plant that thing, you're not going to get fruit until about the two and a half to three years. But you really start to get a lot of fruit year four, five, six, et cetera. So again, it's just if you're planting potatoes, you're going to put them in the you're going to put them underground. You're not going to see a lot of action. If you dig them up to see if they're growing, they're going to die. So you got to have faith like potatoes in the proven process that it will work. And so mm -hmm. whether it's growing businesses or trying to save America or reading the Bible, I just encourage everybody to reject secular humanism. All the men out there who won't lead your family spiritually, reject yep. secular humanism. All the women out there, all the women out there who are saying, well, I, I'm going to go ahead and agree with my sister who's pro-abortion because I don't want to offend her. That is secular humanism. All the parents out there that don't want to discipline your kids because you don't want to hurt their feelings. Mm -hmm. That's secular humanism. The Bible says he that spareth the rod hateth the child. Okay. The Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat, but secular humanism. And I'll tell you, this is, this is how you know you're a victim of secular humanism. If you often say, I don't mean to offend you, but, Ooh. or if you make all your decisions to not offend, Jesus, Jesus was offensive. He was. Mm -hmm. Everything he did was offensive because well, he was so much so that people would literally walk away. Like, yes. like and then he looked at his disciples and said, "Are you going to leave too?" He offended people all the time because they couldn't handle the truth. And you can't. And he didn't care. Be, 
you, you're, you're right. And you can't, I'm just telling you, I'm trying to be very transparent with this. Your show, I love the Flyover Conservative Show. And I'll tell you why I like it because um, you guys purport, you guys report the facts from a Christian perspective. You, you support the, you share the news from a, from a Christian perspective. You do interviews from a Christian perspective. And there are certain people that will not listen to your show because it's the flyover conservative show. Now, if it was the flyover liberal show, there'd be a certain group of people that would listen to that show. But again, there's so many, there's somebody listening out there right now and you're struggling in this time to make decisions because secular humanism has invaded your thinking and you are now becoming what the Bible referred to as double-minded. And if you're double-minded, it's where everything is confusing to you. So I'll pull this up in the Bible. Uh, this would be James 1.8 says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And that is unfortunate to see. But I see a lot of a lot of guys I went to college with, a lot of guys I went to college with, most of the guys I went to college with are divorced now. And I talk to them and I say, bro, because I, I don't call recently divorced men and say, what happened? Mm-hmm. But they often will reach out to me and they'll say, man, you and Vanessa have been married 23 years. I, how did you do it? And I go, the book of Ephesians clearly lays out the marriage org chart. So that's what it is. And they're like, well... She felt like this, and I felt like that, and so we didn't do it that way. And I'm like, that's why it didn't work. God wanted to give us a firm foundation. But now you have couples where nobody's fo- very few people are following the biblical org chart. Mm-hmm. Very few people are raising up a child to fear the Lord. God says you're supposed to raise up a child to fear the Lord. And again, it's by James chapter 1, verse 8, talks about being double-minded. And then raising up a child to fear the Lord? I don't know that that's... A thing that people do. I, I don't know that. I mean, I, Proverbs nine ten. This is says Proverbs nine ten from the Bible. It says, "For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding." So, a lot of what I did to fight back against the Great Reset is just facts over feelings mm-hmm. and having a fear of the Lord. That's that's how I could attribute all this. Now, there's Kim Clement prophecies that reference my name, and I never knew who Kim Clement was, and so I wasn't inspired by Kim Clement. I didn't know who he was. Um, it was more of like the Kim Clement prophecies were introduced to me as I was well down the path of speaking out, yeah. um, and I think it was more of a confirming word to certain people, and I would just say that all the glory goes to God of the impact we've made on the tour so far, and if you go to timetofreeamerica.com, we're doing three final events that I know of, so we're going to be going to Tulare, California, uh, December 15th and 16th. That is going to be a great oh, event, Clay. Yeah. We're really oh, it's looking be forward big. to that. And your stage side interviews are awesome, by the way. Uh, your we, stage we side interviews. It. And uh, Laura uh, Trump, you know, she loves her stage side interview with you. I know she's done multiple ones now with you guys. She knows who you are. Uh, Cash Patel knows who you guys are. Uh, Eric Trump. It's like family reunion back there, you know, and so that's December 15th and 16th. And then when we go into um, our next event, we'll probably be April, late April-ish, you know, Michigan, Minnesota, somewhere. I don't know. Eric and General Flynn will let me know. Um, and then on the East Coast, our final event will be probably in October. And the reason why, I'm quoting Roger Stone here. He said, Clay, the keynote speakers on the Reawakened tour, tour will either all be in the big house or in the White House after the election. Ooh. And he was not kidding. And I I agree because my, my, my great friend, Owen Troyer, I just mailed him a letter the other day. Um, but Owen Troyer, my great friend, he's in solitary confinement mm-hmm. alone right now in a prison in Louisiana by it's himself. Terrible. Yeah, it is terrible. And I just think people don't know, like, this is yep. real. I mean, Peter Navarro, I mean, 
God bless Peter Navarro. He stood up. He said, I'm not going to bear a false witness against the president of the United States. I'm not going to violate the Ten Commandments. I'm not going to bear a false witness. So they've convicted him now mm-hmm. of refusing to comply. And now he's supposed to go in jail in January. Um, you've got Eric Trump. He won't capitulate. He won't bear false witness that are coming after him. Don Jr. He won't bear false witness. And for anybody out there that doesn't know, I don't people understand this. The judge in New York is flirting with the idea of saying that Trump can't do business in New York anymore and would have to immediately oh pay a fine that might exceed his cash holdings. That's just trying to destroy him. Correct. Completely. It, is, it is. And so I'm just encouraging people. I mean, we need you to come mm-hmm. to these Reawaken America tours to encourage the speakers, to pray for the speakers, to celebrate the speakers. And they need and, and, and you need to come to help them. And they mm-hmm. need to come help you. When you meet yep. Eric Trump and General Flynn and Cash Patel, Hebrews 10.25 was not written yesterday. This just in. Hebrews 10.25, and from the Bible, I'll read this to you. It's so powerful. But Hebrews 10.25, people say, well, can I do it on Zoom? No. Hebrews 10.25 says, <laughs> not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as ye see the day approaching. We've got to get together. So benefit number one, you're going to be encouraged. Benefit number two, you're going to encourage the speakers. And three, God is going to reveal to you the truth about election fraud, medical fraud, religious mm-hmm. fraud, monetary fraud, and get you back to God. And so my my little... Thing I'm struggling with personally right now is that I um, know what's happening. I know the facts. I know how the Bible ends. I'm very familiar with the book of Revelation and what it means when Revelation chapter 16 tells you when the Euphrates River dries up, the false prophet will show up and China and Russia will team up. Very, very familiar with these things. Um, very uh, familiar with the false prophet and what he looks like in the book of Daniel chapter 7. Very familiar that God said, uh, this is big, Matthew chapter 24, verse 37, that it'll be like as in the days of Noah before the return of Christ. Very aware that uh, that perpetual violence and wickedness was filling the earth, Genesis chapter 6, before the flood. Very familiar that the word Hamas means perpetual violence and wickedness. Very familiar that the book of Revelation, chapter 6, verse 5 through 6, prophesied this idea of, of, of hyperinflation before the return of Christ. I'm very aware that Yuval Noah Harari, the top advisor for Klaus Schwab, his name, it, it actually means literally, it's a literal in Hebrew, his name means the father of music, as in the days of Noah, shall ascend to the mountaintop. And he's hosting a peace and safety conference. This guy, you've all know her. He's calling for peace and safety. And he's he can't hanging make out this stuff the guy, up. The guy who's hosting the peace and safety conference, his name is Emmanuel Macron. And he's hanging out with this guy, father of music, as in the days of Noah, shall ascend to the mountaintop. So Emmanuel Macron, whose name means God with us and the mark. So God with us mm-hmm. and the mark is hanging out with the father of music, as in the days of Noah, who shall ascend to the mountaintop. And they're calling for an emergency Peace and safety. You see, you've all, you've all on all these interviews showing up everywhere. The top selling author in the world calling for peace and safety. Meanwhile, you got Emmanuel Macron hosting the the seminar, the actual conference, and then Yuval is now c- talking about he wants to rebuild the temple. Right now, he's saying we need to rebuild the temple. So this is Revelation chapter 11, verse 1 through 2. And Yuval's talking about rebuilding the third temple. So my my personal struggle is, you know, First Thessalonians chapter 4 says that we don't need to be um we we don't need to be i'm just read it to you because i don't want to mangle it but, but we don't need to be in a place where we're ignorant about what's going on 
Like we don't need to be ignorant, but we also have to put our hope in the return of Christ, which is interesting for an entrepreneur like myself, because I've frankly never put any previous to the great reset. I've never put any hope in anything other than just my work ethic. I've never had like, I hope this thing happens. And then I've never like waited for God to help me grow my entertainment company. I never, I I mean, just being very real, I'm not saying I should have done this. I just, I never once prayed, God, I hope my business is successful. I just made it successful. And everybody I knew who was successful also wasn't a Christian. I mean, so when you talk about waiting on God, this first Thessalonians chapter four says, says, um, this is so crazy. It says, but I would have you not to be ignorant brethren concerning them, which are asleep that ye sorrow, not even as others, which have no hope for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them, which also sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then which we, we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So we're supposed to comfort one another with these words. And a lot of these uh, people that are running around saying that Trump will become a trumpet, I don't know that they know what the Bible is saying here. The Bible says when you start to hear the trumpet, we're getting near the end of the age. And that is what Joel calls the great and terrible day of the Lord. And so Joel says it's great and terrible. This is Joel chapter 2, verse 31, because it says, uh, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord. That means a lot of people are not going to be going to heaven. Mm -hmm. They're going to be going to hell. And a lot of people will be going to heaven. So it's both great and terrible. Mm -hmm. And where my struggle has been on this is I'm trying to share the gospel with as many people as I possibly can. And that has been like my focus zone because there's not a political solution to what's happening. Our founding fathers evolved the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. If you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Yeah, only God can fix this. It's interesting that you say that because when you read the Gospels, at the end of the Gospels, Jesus gives us a mandate. He says, go out, heal the sick, cast out demons, and preach the Gospel. That is what Jesus has told us to do. That is what we're supposed to be doing during this time. And I think it's really interesting, Clay, because at the Reawaken America event, you do have people that are coming from all for all this different information that would maybe never set foot in a church. But we are meeting people that are like, you know, for the very first time, um, I have met Jesus, you know, or I've rededicated my life, you know, or I'm reading my Bible at home. You know, people are really getting to the point where they are waking up. They're waking up to what's going on, and they're like, the only thing that can 
help me that can save me, not a man, man, one man can save me, only one thing. And that is God. That is Jesus. That is the only thing that can save us during this time. That's why when Marty said, hey, I want to host this revival event at my office or my my building here with, you know, the flyover conservatives and Amanda Grace. And I, I, without hesitation, I say, yes, yes, Mr. Loudmouthpair.com. Yes, you can host (laughs) your event there for free. I'm not going to charge you. And people say, well, why? Because I believe that we are, are, we exist to fulfill the Great Commission. But I just want to be very clear. This is very different than what I would have ever thought I would be doing. Yeah, you, you said you couldn't talk about politics or religion with anything that you did a, before. You didn't allow it. Yeah, I had a podcast where it was number one on iTunes six times. And I'll tell you the recipe for how that works. If you interview very famous people and you're funny and people learn something, it'll grow. Yep. If you interview famous people and you're funny and it teach it, you teach how to grow a business, it'll, it'll grow. And so I grew my business by understanding that principle. And so I would interview famous people and I was a little funny enough to get through the show. And then I would teach and I would, you know, obsess. I mean, I'm not kidding, Stacey. I would spend my entire, I would come home from work. My kids would go to bed. My wife's like, what are you doing? Thinking about how to make that intro funny tomorrow when I edit it. That'll be funny. Oh, that, oh, that'll be funny. And so that's where my brain was, was thinking I was serious about funny and it worked. We hit number one on iTunes six times. My clients all grew. And now um, I still work with wonderful clients and I still do business conferences every two months. So my clients still grow. But now my brain is focused on how to lead people to Christ. Mm -hmm. And so that's where my brain is always thinking about how do I lead people to Christ? What's the most effective way to do that? And I I have no um, political aspirations because I cannot be double-minded. And so Mm -hmm. uh, recently I was asked by somebody, I won't mention their name on today's show, but they said kind of publicly, not, 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 um, it wasn't like a big group of people, but they said, Hey, um, would you be open to, to serving in the, in the white house? And I said, uh, yes, I would, but I just want to focus on saving our country. I don't do um, dinners, um, fancy meals, conferences, selfies, none of it. But if, if, the, if the focus is saving the country, I'd be happy to. Um, and when you're around people that are not double-minded, mm-hmm. it's a really rare group of people. It's refreshing. Uh, it's, oh, it's it's rare. <laughs> it's refreshing and rare, though. So, you know. You and Dave and, and your, your incredible uh, daughter, who I understand goes by the rap name Abe's and uh, uh, Colton, um, you guys are not double-minded. You don't apologize for your faith, but it's alarming to people who aren't used to it. You know, so just, just yesterday, I had a client that reached out. He really wants to become a client of mine. He went to thrivetimeshow.com and he's looked up the thousands of success stories. And he said, I really want you to help me with this particular business. And his business was what I would consider to be Um, a sin business, a sin tax, a Mm -hmm. sin uh, focused business, a business that perpetuates sin. And I just said, I cannot work with you. And he said, what do you mean you can't work with me? And I said, I just can't work with you. He says, why? I said, because the industry you're in perpetuates a a satanic evil worldview. And he's like, it's not evil, it's legal. And I said, "I, I know that you, but no. And he could not handle it. And my team was listening in, not listening to the call, but they could kind of hear me. And it started off saying, I cannot work with you. I love that you have the freedom of choice, but I disagree. I'm not going to help you. And then the guy's, what do you mean you can't help me? My money's not any good. And I'm like, I, I really love you. I love that you love my podcast, but I'm not going to take your money. What do you mean? I've been to your conferences and I've been, and I just, and I'm, I'm just that way. Mm-hmm. And so it, 
I, 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 to me, I find it to be refreshing to be around Peter Navarro and General Flynn and mm-hmm. Eric Trump and Alina Haba and people like yourself, General, that are, that are not double minded. But it's so opposite to the mm-hmm. world that we're in today. It's crazy. It's such a double minded world. You know, I, I talked to a guy today, a business owner, who told me, this is a long time client of mine, he said that the woke agenda in his company needs to be implemented, but it's not his decision. And I said, you own the company. And, and he's it's like, not his decision? Yes, it was a true story. And he says, but it's not my decision. See, I, I have delegated authority and my HR person wants to go that way. So I have to respect wow. the org chart that I've established. I'm going, so you're telling me that you are saying you have to implement these social credit scores in your business, you know, hiring quotas, this whole thing, this wokeness. The, so you're telling me you're implementing that you're not implementing it, but your staff member is, and you have to respect the org chart. Sounds a lot to me like how they crucified Jesus, where Pontius Pilate yep. was like, his I don't want to do it, but these people want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching people do that, Stacey. People are saying, I don't want to uh, force the vaccine on my patients, but the hospital makes me. I don't want to arrest people that won't wear a mask, but the police department yep. makes me. Oh, that's so true. I don't want to... Uh, make you stand six feet apart, but Target makes me, and I'm watching it happen at scale. I, I and I just, I don't know. In between shows like this, I work with wonderful clients to help them grow their business, and I would say right now, ah, ten percent are shifting hard woke right now, and so I'm going to have to replace them because it's like you thought you'd got to a place where they weren't woke, but in the business world, they're implementing this the social credit score system, and so employee employers that employ fifty people or more are all um, going woke. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so obviously we're talking about double-mindedness. We're talking about secular humanism, being aware of that. And then this whole thing of offense, which is huge, you know, of like, okay, because something is true and maybe you are hoping it's not true, a lot of times offense can come or rejection of it. I want to talk a little bit about um, what's going on in our world with finances and some things that maybe people are hearing that they're maybe rejecting and thinking, oh, that's not true. You guys are overreacting, but it's actually yeah. happening. So I want to talk right. about what's happening in the UK. I'm going to play a little clip for you from Mark Moss about what's going on in the UK with crypto and kind of get your take on it. Okay. In the UK, they just passed a bill for seizing illicit crypto. They just passed it. Now, this has been put forth uh, a while ago, but this law, uh, this bill finally became law on Thursday after receiving the king's approval. The king? Really? Okay, well, that's another story for another time. But what I think is incredible about this is basically what they're saying is that uh, they can now seize cryptocurrency with no due process. The Economic Crime and Corporate Transparency Bill covers a range of criminal activities from drug trafficking to cybercrime. And the provisions in the bill give broad powers to local cops and will let them seize crypto with criminal links without a conviction. Now, in the developed world, yes, in the United States, but under even British common law, We're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. We're supposed to be given a due process of law. We're supposed to be able to given a chance to defend ourselves. Anybody can allege anything. 
So we can't just go off of what somebody alleges, they have to prove it. And here, this is going to let them seize crypto without a conviction. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And at the same time, we're seeing this, we're seeing stuff rush through the United States that sort of does the same thing. The media is using fake information. The media, mainstream media, used a story citing information from a company called Elliptic saying that, they, uh, that Hamas and terrorists were using cryptocurrency to fund terrorism. Uh, mainstream media ran with that, specifically the Wall Street Journal ran with that report. Um, and then Senator Elizabeth Warren used that information to go pass a new bill trying to rush it through to, again, take away your freedoms. Now, they, Elliptic has gone back and said, well, you have the data wrong. That's not what they said but yet they haven't gone back and changed it. So on one hand, we're seeing the legitimization of Bitcoin through the Bitcoin uh, ETFs, BlackRock, Grayscale, et cetera. And at the same time over here, we have laws being passed in the UK and even here in the United States that want to try to limit your ability to access that. In my opinion, where this frames up is they want you to have it, but only in the hands of custodians. They don't want you to have it on your own. China and Brazil have completed their first bilateral trade using local currency. The move joins a host of other countries moving away from the US dollar in a shift of the global economic balance. According to the Bank of China, the transaction marks a milestone in trade relations between Beijing and Brasilia after a deal was reached in April. The new process of using the Chinese yuan in exchange for the Brazilian real is set to open doors for companies to expand business. Well, we spoke to a pair of guests on the matter who suggest that other nations will continue to move away from the current global reserve currency. This is very promising and it's part of a trend that will, that will continue. The global trading system, um, I think, has to become more independent of uh, U.S. policy. Which, which increasingly the U.S. dollar has become a kind of a, an instrument of, of that. Okay, so Clay, obviously very concerning. Um, what yeah. are your thoughts? And all the studying that you've been doing, what are your thoughts? Well, Where's this going? I'm going to rattle it off, and now we're going to look this up and verify I haven't lost my mind. Okay, so first off, if you go to timetofreeamerica.com, I have a button there called BRICS. You can click on the button called BRICS, but here we go. All right, so uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they've all teamed up together, specifically and intentionally, to uh, introduce a new gold-backed programmable central bank digital currency. Now, because they're not they're, – they're, they're devilishly diligent. What am I saying? They're diligent, they're consistent, but they're, they're very devilish. They've been planning this, okay? So for the last 16 years, almost – 17, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they've been hoarding the Earth's gold. Now, uh, maybe uh, Aves, a.k.a. rap name Aves, if she can do a search <laughs> on Google for New Development Bank China and click enter and then go to images, they've actually physically erected a bank. So it takes a long time to actually build. There's a physical building called the New Development Bank, which is based in Shanghai, China, and that is the physical structure. There it is. That will be, uh, this is where you're the world's... Uh, the BRICS currency will be uh, led by. So this is the building, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. This is in Shanghai. It's called the BRICS Bank. It's a physical bank. It's not a theory. It actually exists. And uh, it will be home of the BRICS currency. It's a gold-backed, programmable central bank digital currency. Now, the technology had to be created. So how did the technology work? China hired a guy by the name of Charles Lieber. They paid him $50,000 a month to make RNA modifying nanotechnology that goes inside a shot. The way to look at it would be like this. Imagine that um, I was trying to not lose my razor. I like this razor. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm always saving between shows. That's, my That's hilarious. Number, 
Never done, never beginning, just always shaving. Yeah, this right here. You know, now imagine I couldn't find it. Well, I have a place I keep right here. I charge it. But if I couldn't find it, you put a little tag in it. Boop, 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 boop. You know, people do that for their dogs. I don't do that, but some people do. Yep. They put a tag in their dog's ear. They put a tag on their on their phone. They put a tag on the GPS so they can, can find stuff. The RNA modifying nanotechnology in the shots, that now is like you have a tag in your body. Ooh. Okay, that so that's, that's RNA modifying nanotechnology made by Charles Lieber. And if you want to see the patents, you just go to time to freeamerica.com forward slash revelation. Okay, so we got that going for us. So now you're saying, well, I'm not going to put that under my skin. Got it. So Joe Biden was the keynote speaker at the World Economic Forum in 2016, where he talked about mastering the fourth industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. And in 1971, there's a lot of facts coming at you. In 1971, they had a kickoff party. Who's they? Klaus Schwab, uh, per the recommendation of Henry Kissinger, he started the World Economic Forum in 1971. In 1971, Henry Kissinger Kissinger advised Richard Nixon to get off the gold standard. Remember that name. In 1971, Henry Kissinger suggested it would be a good idea for America to move away from the the, the gold-backed currency and to introduce a petrodollar. Okay, so that a few years later that happened. So America began to have a petrodollar, a dollar not attached to any tangible asset like gold, but attached to a relationship with Saudi Arabia. Okay, that relationship went like this. We will protect America. Saudi Arabia will protect uh, America, will protect Saudi Arabia militarily. America will protect Saudi Arabia militarily as long as Saudi Arabia exports their oil at a price that we like and they price it in U.S. dollars. That relationship is now done because Saudi Arabia joined Bricks. This is a real thing. Meanwhile, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, those 11 countries have been hoarding the Earth's gold. And in 1971, per the recommendation of Henry Kissinger, there he is again. Mm-hmm. America began exporting our uh, our core competencies, our manufacturing overseas. OK. And on the day that President Donald J. Trump was sworn in as the president of the United States on the exact same day that President Trump was sworn in, Henry Kissinger, Xi Jinping from China. And Klaus Schwab, they hosted a New World Order Summit at the World Economic Forum to announce the New World Order. And they did this on the exact day that Trump was uh, put into office. Now, for anybody out there who hasn't read the Bible in a while, it's okay. But Revelation 9-11 and Revelation 2-13 states that Satan lives in Geneva. What? Mm-hmm. And people don't know that. So, But if you read Revelation 9-11 and Revelation 2-13, the Bible, which is pretty accurate, states, it was inspired by God, it says that Satan lives in Geneva. So CERN is located in Geneva. CERN invented the World Wide Web, and W stands for six, so WWW is 666. CERN's logo is 666. Uh, the World Economic Forum, they're located in Geneva. Their logo is 666. The United Nations with the odd snake theme. Mm-hmm. They're... What? the united nations look at the world health organization what's with the snake what's with the one world government symbology symbol anyway so these people they're all located in geneva since 1971 this has been the plan to get us to where we are now meanwhile bill gates and microsoft diligently and devilishly made patent number w02020 060606 which is a patent for a cryptocurrency that goes under your skin that's how it works so you can make it where you can't buy yourself you leave your restricted zone Meanwhile, uh, MIT patented the CBDC. MIT made what's called the central bank digital currencies. MIT also created the quantum dot. MIT made the quantum dot. Mm-hmm. The name of the new central bank digital currency is called quant.network, quant.network. And the Joe Biden, who can't seem to figure out where he's supposed to go and what he's supposed to say when he's speaking, he signed Executive Order 14067, which allows the government to mandate this programmable central bank digital currency, you might call it Fed now, and all of it has been laid out. And so what they have to do, the final step they have to do 
is they have to usher in a um, financial intentional collapse to shake us free from the meritocracy in which we live, where you get paid based on what you do. And then they will roll out universal basic income. And so there will become a time that will happen very soon where you're going to be told that um, we're going to switch over the currency from uh, the typical the fiat currency we know into a central bank digital currency. And you as a consumer will need to switch over your money before it expires. And when they roll they roll out of the central bank digital currency, that money will be money that expires, money that it's programmable. So they can make it where you can or cannot buy things you want to buy. And the CEO of that company, his name is Gilbert Verdian. His company is called Quant.network. He's talking about the future of non-binary money. Yuval Noah Harari is talking about the importance of um, programmable money. He's talking about how money will eventually become so confusing people won't know how much they have of it. And it'll be based more of a, a point system based upon your adherence to communism. And then Revelation chapter uh, 13, verse 16 through 18 explains to you how the mark of the beast works. So that's what's happening. And then you go. Yeah. So what do you do? So there's really four calls to action you, you do here. Uh, so for anybody out there named Aves, uh, and uh, one is what you'll want to do is you, you have to decide in your mind today what you are going to do when that happens. You have to decide. So I told my wife, told those around me, if they do a lockdown, I will not lock down. That's why the New York Times did a hit piece on my haircut chain, because I told my employees, go out there, wave an American flag in front of the store and do not shut down. And so the New York Times found elephant in the room that we weren't shut down. They took a photo and it was a New York Times story that we weren't shut down. That's why CNN interviewed me. I already decided I'm not going to forsake the gathering, even as we draw closer to the end. That's Hebrews 10.25. So you got to decide what you're going to do. Second, I um, I w- encourage you to schedule a consultation with a precious metals uh, dealer that you can trust. Um, you guys obviously have a wonderful relationship with, with Kirk Elliott, but I encourage everybody, regardless of whether you go to Kirk Elliott or somebody else, Go with someone you can trust and schedule a free consultation, schedule the consultation and get some information because you do not want to be holding fiat currency when Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, when they roll out a gold-backed programmable central bank digital currency, Mm -hmm. you don't want to be left holding fiat currency because it will have no value. It will have no – not worth less – Worthless. Mm-hmm. So you really need to schedule a consultation. Um, that's important. Uh, my wife and I, what we do, what we have done, what I recommend we do, and is we invest in precious metals. Now, years ago, I, I share this story, and I'm not sure how many of your listeners have heard it before, but friends of mine own banks. And I just said, hey, guys, you own banks. If you were me, what would you do with money? I'm starting to earn some money. I'm 25 years old, 26 years old. What should I do? And they're going, both of the guys said, you really need to get out of fiat currency and take a quarter of your wealth and buy real estate from emotional people, you know, debt-free, buy your real estate, and then take a quarter of your wealth and buy precious metals. And you can see how jarring that was to me to hear that from people that own a bank. Right. And I why? And they said, well, because eventually the currency will have no value. We will have hyperinflation. This was, you know, 16 years ago. So I've just been doing that. Faithfully, at the time, I was buying gold and silver for the first time. It was like $400 an ounce for gold. Now it's about $2,000 an ounce. So step one, decide what you're going to do. Step number two, schedule a consultation with uh, Precious Metals. Do what you can trust. You guys have flyovergold.com. Just schedule a consultation. Third, 
is get out to this Reawaken America tour in Tulare, California. Get out there and the whole time, all weekend, be asking, God, how can you use my time and treasure and talent to help save this nation, to help save America, but also to help save Americans? How can God use your big voice, your little voice, your tall voice, your short voice? How can God use your voice to share the gospel? Because people are looking for the truth, and many pastors have abdicated their responsibility. Not, 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 not delegated, abdicated. Mm -hmm. Just like this longtime client I've worked with today, he was trying to explain to me the reason why he had to implement the woke agenda is because his employee wanted to. Pastors are saying, well, I, you know, I, I don't want to comment about it because, you know, we're not a political church. What? So now people are looking for the truth. Very, very few pastors are talking about the Euphrates River drying up, mm -hmm. the false prophets showing up, hyperinflation. M many Christians have no idea what's in the book of Genesis or the book of Revelation. If, if Folks, very few pastors are pointing out to you that did you know that Hamas filled the earth, perpetual violence and wickedness before the flood, and now it's back? I mean, very, just very, very few churches will talk about it. So God wants you to have a new nine-to-five job. And if you want to find it, open up your Bible to Luke 9-5 to find your new nine-to-five job. We need to go house to house, laying hands on the sick, casting out devils, leading people into a relationship with Christ. Amen. That's what we do. And then finally— and I, this is, this is, I don't know if it's encouraging, but people need to know this. The Bible instructs us, don't store up yourself a riches on this, on this planet. We need to focus on storing up treasures in heaven, which will theologically combat about two-thirds of Christians. Because many Christians have told me the reason why they became a Christian is because the self-help nature of the message appear, appealed to them. But, in, but Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 through 21 says, Lay not up for yourself treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will be there your heart will be also. So that's what I would encourage people to do today. Those are my calls to action. A lot of information, but there you go. That was really good. I'd only add one more thing to it from what you've said today. Do not be double-minded, period. Oh, my God. Yes. I, I, and you've seen me. You know, I, I'm trying to get—you've you've watched the evolution because previously all this great reset stuff. You know, I, I would have never talked about God on a podcast or been hosting a revival thing. So my <laughs> natural, more of a street-smart, aggressive business nature is—that's more natural for me. And I, I've had a really hard time understanding Christianese, where Christianese is like a – and I'm not mocking your listeners. I'm just saying this. People will say, well, brother, I don't know how to tell you this, and I don't want to offend you, but what I'm going to have to do today is I'm going to have to – I'm not doing it, but I got a member of my team who wants to roll out the woke agenda, brother. And, and I'm not wanting to do it, but he is, and I got to – that's what this guy said today because he's oh, speaking Christianese. No. I'm going, so let me just get to the point. You're saying that you're going to violate God's laws and start hiring people based upon a racial quota because you're a weak person. I mean, that's how I speak. That's go. how I communicate. So uh, the double-minded thing doesn't ever, hasn't ever worked for me. Nope. Um, but what I'm trying to do is um, think about what would Jesus do. And what I've discovered is what Jesus would do is very different than what churches said Jesus would do. Because Jesus' mom says, where's Jesus? And they're, and they're going, I think he's at the temple. So they're like, Jesus. Where were you? And he's like, 
uh, at the temple doing my God's, uh, doing my father's work. Where do you think I'd be? And they're like, ah. another guy says, Jesus, I want to follow you, but now's not a good day. You know, a loved one of mine just died. And Jesus says, uh, let the dead bury their dead. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus, he, there's a lame guy who's gathering all the time at the pool of Bethesda. And this guy's always talking about, you know, I got a problem here. I'm, I'm, I'm crippled. I've been crippled. I've been, and Jesus says, you know, do you want to be healed? And the guy's going, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't offend anybody. You know, and Jesus tells him to get up and walk. I mean, I can go yep. on and on. Jesus is just so direct. You see in the Bible where it says, Jesus straightway did this. Straightway, he did that. Yep. He straightway, not double minded, not a curved way. He just went straight there. And I am trying to really discern what would Jesus do? Not would what not would not what would churches say Jesus yep. did, but what would Jesus actually do? And I'm finding it's very different than what we've been taught. Read the Bible. That is exactly right. I mean, when they are saying that Jesus would mask up or Jesus would close the doors to the church, they are liars. That is not at all the deal. So Clay, thank you so much for this time. This is really important information that we all need to apply. So Flyover Family, go to timetofreeamerica.com. Make sure you get your tickets for the Reawaken America event. Make sure you get your book, The Great Reset versus The Great Reawakening. And we can't wait to see you there in Tulare, California. Thanks again for your time, Clay. I was going to say, too, Stacey, if you use promo code FLYOVER, you have a chance to win a backstage pass. So with 600 tickets remaining, you got a 1 in 600 chance to win a backstage pass. So just use promo code FLYOVER when you request those tickets. Thank you, Stacey. Awesome. Have a great day, Clay. Mom. Well, Wesley and I got all in the Christmas spirit after decorating, and we decided to make a naughty and nice list. And Ooh. I have to say, Avery, you're doing quite well. Really? So we're trying to decide who all we're going to buy my pillow stuff for Christmas. You know, if you use promo code FLYOVER, you get up to 66% off when you go to mypillow.com. That's a great deal. Can't beat it. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Promo code FLYOVER. You know what time it is. It's time for an economic update with Dr. Dr. Kirk Welcome. Welcome. Hey, Stacy, we're flying solo today. We are. Okay, so the guys are out hunting and uh, they've been out there for a few days. And it was a big joke because they said that I was seeing more deer when I was out driving, which I didn't see any, than they were actually <laughs> seeing when they were hunting. But right before we started recording, we got great news. Colton got his first deer of the season. Yay! I love that. That is so cool. <laughs> awesome. There well, it is. Oh, there it is. Yep. There's I Colton with his so deer. Cool. Exciting day in the Whited household. Yes, that's exciting. Well, tell them congratulations for me. That's really cool. 
I will definitely do it. Definitely do it. So that's some good news. Now, uh, some craziness going on right now. Obviously, everybody's aware of the economy. But, you know, I was here and I was listening to Daily Wire this morning, and I don't understand the full extent of it, but they were talking about, obviously, the new Speaker of the House was talking about what's going on in the government. He's saying he's not going to shut things down. But what does that mean, Dr. Kirk? And what does it look like in the economy right now? Well, a brief correction to your statement. Not everybody is aware of what's going on in the economy. Biden has no idea what's going <laughs> that on. That is true. I mean, he has seriously. no idea. The Not just with the economy. Cool. He has no idea about anything. No, he was bragging in Minnesota a couple of weeks ago about Bidenomics and how good it was and all the jobs that they're creating and how they've won the war against inflation. It's like, what? Dude, he must, <laughs> oh he must have been dreaming and was hoping that that's what happened, but it's For not sure. what's happening at all. No, no, it's crazy. So, all right, it is. It is crazy, and and what we're seeing is actually getting getting worse. So, um, new Speaker of the House, very hardline fiscal conservative, social conservative, pro life guy. I mean, really, mm-hmm. I, I think a divine appointment. I I do I too. Don't I would have ever guessed that we would have gotten somebody that that is. That um, oh, directed in their love for Jesus and everything that gets unanimous support from the house. Yeah, I mean, it's a miracle. Everybody voted for him. It's like what? Mm-hmm. No, normally guys like that or gals like that don't get this post because they yep. want somebody who's gonna waffle and buckle and you know basically give everybody what they want. But yet he got it. So to me, that's like God just telling all of us. It's like I got this. Right. Yeah. I got, you have no idea the plans that I have for you. Yep. Um, but in like fact, Jeremiah, Dr. Kirk, you know, on that, I was just going to tell you um, on that, there was two prophetic words that came out from Chuck Pierce and Jeremiah Johnson, both talking about, I think it was around October the 30th, both talking about how um, that was divine, what's going on with um, Mike Johnson, and that God has some incredible plans, you know, with him. And so, and you were getting ready to, I think, quote uh, Jeremiah. Jeremiah, I mean, it's it's like one of my life verses, right? It's like, I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to yep. have a successful future, right? It's like, he's got this. Nothing nothing that we're seeing, all the fear, all the anxiety, all the strife, all the running out of money, all the wars and rumors of wars, God's got it. He, yep. he never let this fall out of the palm of his hand, right? So yep. what's exciting to me about all of that is what comes next, right? So so there's always a pruning process. Like if you're talking about a gardener, it's like it, it's painful to be pruned, but man, mm-hmm. what comes after that is a beautiful flower, right? Or yes. whatever. So I think that's what's what's coming. So we've got later this week, the debt ceiling talks come up again. And here's where I can't wrap my head around what God maybe has planned for us. Because knowing Speaker Johnson and what he stands for, he says, well, we're not going to shut down the government. It's like, well, then what are you going to do? Right. right. Because the money's not there. It's like someone's got to give a concession someplace, somewhere, somehow. You're going to have to print money um, that we don't have. I mean, mm-hmm. I, so I don't I don't know what they're going to do unless they pull a bunch of He's got maybe something up his sleeve. It's like, okay, we're going to pull a bunch of money out of something else that's a waste and, and apply it towards something that can be good. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've got that planned. I don't know. But outside of something that we don't know, 
the government has no money, mm-hmm. right? And they have to raise the debt ceiling if things are going to continue moving forward. So here's where it starts to get a little bit interesting because remember, Stacy, a couple months ago, we talked about Fitch's, the rating agency that downgraded yep. the, the U.S. sovereign debt in our treasuries. And Janet Yellen goes just yelling at them saying, Fitch's, you're so stupid. We're the U.S. government. How in the world could you downgrade us? That doesn't make any sense. You know, we're America, blah, blah, blah. It's mm-hmm. like, well, her statements would make sense when you have the world's reserve currency. And it doesn't matter how much debt you amassed. If all nations need your money all the time, you've got built-in demand for your currency. And this is why the debt ceiling kept getting raised year after year after year after year. But since August 22nd through the 24th, when the BRICS nations met, added six of the nine largest oil producers in the world come January 1st, took away petrodollar status away from the U.S. dollar, there is no built-in demand. We've lost our reserve currency Mm -hmm. status at the worst possible time because now you've got inflationary pressures of of coming from Israel and Hamas conflict with oil that's going to go up which I actually want to address real quick because people say, Kirk said that oil is going to go up in price and it's not, it's coming down. It's like, yeah, but, but not for the reasons that you would think. Mm. So the same with silver. So silver and oil are both coming down a little bit right now. And here's where I think is happening is people in the futures markets, they put bets on it. They put these long contracts out there thinking, Oh, we're going to make money hand over fist if the price goes up. So we're going to use these leveraged paper contracts. And then for some reason, prices come down a little bit and they have a time element on futures contracts. Like it has this strike price and an expiration date and all these things. Well, if it doesn't actually go to the price that they think it's going to go to by the expiration date, they just lose all their money. So as oil came down a little bit, they're selling their long positions. So this is causing the price to come down. It's not because of supply. It's not because of demand. It's because of paper manipulation. The same thing is happening on the silver market, I believe. So you look at that and you think, man, there's conflict. There's supply chain disruptions. Mm -hmm. There's these wars. There's these rumors of wars. There's all this stuff happening. Governments are running out of money because of mismanagement because of bad investments Mm -hmm. right now, because the way that the market is, and I don't believe Biden for a second when he thinks that (laughs) Bidenomics is doing good for America and he's creating jobs. It is not, right? Anybody that goes to the store, anybody that's alive right now, they know. They're like, that is a lie. I mean, you can say it, but it doesn't mean it's the truth. No, I mean, (sighs) I could tell everybody on this show every single week that I'm really good at basketball and I can dunk. (laughs) (laughs) I can't jump. I'm I'm not built for speed. I'm more built for I can't do that, right? So so here's where uh, she was yelling at Fitch's, Janet Yellen was, as was Jerome Powell saying, how dare you lower our credit rating? Well, what just happened over the weekend? Moody's did the same thing. Moody's just said, oh, the outlook for the U.S. Treasuries and our our credit rating has just been downgraded. It's just went negative, right? Oh, so man. now you've got Fitch's and Moody's both saying that U.S. Treasuries and our sovereign debt is not so good, right? So, so what does that mean? 
That means that for us to attract foreign capital, when we have a lower credit score, which is basically that's the equivalent of a, they're going to have to have higher rates. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to have higher rates to attract more capital. So when they say that they're going to pause interest rates because they're winning this war on inflation, again, another Biden lie, um, that's not true. Right. They, they paused rates at a higher level, which is going to be detrimental to the economy. If they were winning the war, they would lower interest rates. They didn't lower them. They paused them at high levels. Now, with this new negative outlook from Moody's, they're going to have to raise rates even more come down the road. So I think what, what's going to happen is as we raise rates, other countries are going to do the same thing. Why? Because imagine a world where there's com- competition everywhere for foreign capital inflows. Mm-hmm. Japan just raised their rates for the first time in forever, um, to quote the Frozen song. <laughs> right? so, so they just actually raised their rates, and they haven't done so in like 40 years or something. Oh, so wow. Like. Why? Because they have so much debt that they've now realized we can't have this cheap credit anymore. We, we, we've got, we're going to have, we have inflation that's coming out of the wazoo. We've got to raise our rates. So now let's say that you're the European Union and Japan just raised their rates and the European Union said, wait a second, we used to be getting money from all these other nations and it's now going to Japan because they just raised their rates. We got to raise our rates. And then the United States says, well, man, the money that we used to get for our stinky U.S. treasuries mm-hmm. that now both Fitch's and Moody's have downgraded. All that money is now going to the European Union and Japan because they raise their rates. We've got to raise ours, right? This is classic currency wars, um, devaluation of currencies, and countries compete with each other Mm -hmm. for foreign capital inflows. So this is what I see is going to be happening is we're going to see competition. Rates have to go up to attract more foreign capital, but why do they have to go up? They have to go up first and foremost because we've got a bad credit score on our U.S. treasuries from both Fitch's and Moody's. See, this is ugly, Stacy. This mm-hmm. is ugly moving forward, and policymakers have no choice but to actually print money like there's no tomorrow because we're not getting it from other nations. And so you have to raise rates to slow down that inflation. It's a vicious cycle but this is the cycle that we're entering into economically during an election year, which makes all of this yep. even more dangerous because politicians realize that. What do politicians do in election year? They promise everything yep. under the sun to anybody and who will fulfill get nothing. Vote. <laughs> and and yet and yet they don't have any money to promise, which means to me, when you connect the dots, they're gonna have to print money for the broken promises that they're going to make. So what's going on in Japan, um, I mean, that in 40 years, how much does that, obviously you were talking about the United States and how that affects us, but like, that sounds pretty bad. How much does that really affect us? And what does that look like just for the average American? So the fact that they haven't done this in in decades is very significant, Um, Mm -hmm. but their inflation has gotten so much. So imagine if you wanted to buy a house. Okay. And the prices have gone up so much that you simply can't afford it, not even on a 30 year mortgage. So you have to add Coltner Avery onto your mortgage, right? It's like in Japan, they have multi-generational mortgages because you have to, because the prices have gotten so high. 
So you can't even, ha- I think, I think they're doing 60 and 80 year mortgages and wow, and, which means multiple generations, right? Yep. So, so that's why they have to tame the inflation monster in Japan. So this is big because Japan's not a small nation. Mm-hmm. They're an industrial superpower. They're big. I mean, we get, I mean, look at everything we get from Japan. Um, Sony, Honda, yep. um, Toyota. I mean, I mean, it's a big, it's a big manufacturing country. Oh, yeah. So when they go into this economic malaise and they start raising rates, we're going to have to do the same thing. It, it does impact everything because they're not a small nation. Wow. Okay. So, you know, hearing this, obviously we've talked a lot about tangible items that kind of getting ourselves out of the way of what's going on in our economy, what's possibly going to happen to the dollar. Let's talk some more about tangible and why is silver or gold such an important thing right now in the world? Well, because silver and gold go up with inflation, right? So what Mm -hmm. everything we've been talking about is inflationary now, that's not the only reason that, that it goes up. It also acts as a flight for safety. You know, when, when the foundations around us are eroding and things mm-hmm. are falling apart, people always look for something that's safe, something that's true, something that's accountable. That's a gold and silver offer. They just really do. So as the stock market comes goes into decline, as rates continue to rise and people can't afford to spend, stock market's a function of revenue. Um, so as the bond market is a function of interest rates, nothing is working in favor of stocks or bonds right now. And it, okay, even in real estate. So I was just talking to a realtor this morning here in Denver mm-hmm. um, for, and we're downtown. So, so lofts and, and property in downtown Denver four months ago had average inventory time of 0.3 of a month, <laughs> which may oh, mean- wow. Like a house would sell in, on average in less than a week. Oh like my gosh. Now the inventory is 5.7 months out. So you oh, put a house whoa. in, the market, in four months. In four months, it went from selling in a week to selling in six months on average. And to get it to sell in six months, you've got to lower the co- the price. Wow. So, so this isn't good. So when people look at more traditional assets, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, real estate, and none of them are doing well, Mm -hmm. and the foundations and the fundamentals that cause their growth aren't there, we've got higher taxes, higher interest rates, higher inflation, wars, rumors of wars, everything going on, people will look towards gold and silver as a safety factor Mm -hmm. just for protect and preserve. Well, this is where when you allocate into something that people are going to want during crisis times, you, you beat them to the punch. Mm-hmm. And this is why we've been shouting it from the rooftops for a long time, because we've seen this coming. We've warned people about it. I mean, for two years now, yep. we've been warning about these things. And it's like, man, I, I hate it that we were right, but I love it that we were right because we've been helped been able to help a ton a of lot of people a lot of people i mean as we're traveling across the country you know we've been to 20 i think we're at 23 or 24 reawaken america events we've met a lot of patriots from all over the united states and we have the meet and greet lots of opportunity to meet people and that is the that's the first thing that always comes up in conversation is how thankful they are for this relationship that they were able to meet you to work with your team because they're able to sleep at night i know there's a lot of people as we are you know going around just in this area that are concerned 
by the economy, what's going on. David read somewhere, it's like $700 a month more for Americans to uh, live the same lifestyle that they lived prior to Biden coming into office. So people are concerned. So having this opportunity to be able to get yourself out of the way of what's going on in the economy is critical. So Flyover Family, you can go to flyovergold.com. It's a landing page. When you scroll down to the bottom, there's a place you can fill out your information. When you do that, someone from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you to help answer questions. Get, I mean, any question that you have, They're going to be able to answer those for you so you can make intelligent decisions for your family and for your future. Or you can call 720-605-3900. Again, it's 720-605-3900. Dr. Kirk, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how in 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. You wow. Could buy the, the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a <laughs> handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com. Dot com, fill out your information for a free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. Hello, Flyover family. Join me every Wednesday for the Prophetic Report at 1111 Central. You can find it on Rumble. You can find it on the Flyover app. We have such an incredible time of hearing from all of these different prophetic voices like Robin Bullock, Julie Green, Barry Wunsch, Amanda Grace, and Hank Kuhneman. Every week, it's either five or six different prophets that are speaking. And what's interesting is God is speaking through them. And all of these voices come together like puzzle pieces. It is so exciting to hear what the Lord is saying. We're hearing from medical. We're hearing from military intelligence. We're hearing from the financial world. We're hearing from mainstream media. But the most important is, what is God saying? He has not fallen off the throne. He's not nervous. He's not chewing his nails. He is in control. He has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. What a great time to be alive. And I'm so excited for you to join me every Wednesday at 1111. Hey guys, Frank Cox here. I'm here with my buddy Kyle from over there at Ozark Valley Wagyu Beef, or Ozark Valley Beef Company. We're going to cook up some Wagyu Beef Burgers today on the San Maria Grill using this flat top. Boom! Can you put 
too much cheese on a burger. Take your time. We're not trying to push through it. All right, guys. I get to take a bite now. Check it out. Here we go. Anyway, BozarkWagyu.com. Get on over and get your burger. I'm going to eat the rest of this right in front of you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacy Whited. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day.